0: Welcome to the Homegrown Remix podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host of Crossroads Farm.
1: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Homegrown Remix podcast of Crossroads Farm. My name is Van Dyke and I am our host and we have four amazing students here at The Shed and they're going to introduce themselves.
2: My name is Faith Rhodosiler, I go to Quincy, and I'm a freshman.
0: My name is Alex Nicholson, and I go to Jonesville, and I'm a senior.
3: I'm a Caleb Willoughby, um, I'm a senior at reading.
4: I'm Katie, and I'm a junior, and I'm homeschooled.
1: Awesome. So we actually didn't have program night last week because we had something else going on. What was it? Murder mystery. Mystery. So I want to hear a few stories about murder mystery this year. Highlights, funny stories. Go for it.
4: All right, I'll go first. I invited my best friend and she was like, can I bring my boyfriend?" I was like, sure, I don't care. And it was only like his third time like meeting me. And then he met my dad, which is like her second dad. And Brandon came up behind him, pitch black outside, scared the crap out of him. And he peed his pants. He was so embarrassed. Like, it was his first time here. It was it was the funniest thing ever. He was so embarrassed.
0: There was a station where you had to stick your hands in a pumpkin, and it was very disgusting, weird, and sticky. So they didn't give us proper hand wash assortments to take it off. So then I just walk, walked around uh, shaking hands with the other scarers with a, Ew. like, moist and sticky hand.
1: It was a pumpkin. Did any of you guys solve the mystery? Yes.
0: Yes. I left to my group because I was drafted to go do something else. And then, who was the musical performer? Do you guys remember?
2: Sean B. Yeah. Right. Did you like?
1: Was he awesome or not? Pretty high. Yeah. yeah, he I was. Saw like I, I liked him a lot stage. better
2: than any other one that we've ever had. That's because so cool. I think, yeah. I,
4: don't know. <laughs> I think he was cool because he, like, interacted with all the kids. Like, he had kids up on stage doing, like, a dance-off, which was pretty yeah. cool. That is awesome. And then we all got to, like, vote. It was pretty fun.
1: And what about that weather? Like, has this not been the best weather for Murder Mystery in the last, like, decade? Okay,
0: last year it was freezing. I had three right. jackets on, and it was horrible. The event wasn't horrible. It was just really cold. But this year I was able just to, like, come in jeans and a sweatshirt and yeah. be perfectly fine. That's amazing.
4: Last year I didn't even make it through the corn mix because I was so cold. I went inside the car waiting for everybody else to get done.
2: Yeah, normally you just go and get cider and stuff because yeah. so. Cool. You don't even try and solve the mystery.
0: This year I preferred cold cider instead of warm cider, so.
4: I don't like cider in general, so. <laughs> don't look at me
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like it was a really fun time, so set your calendars for 51 weeks from now, and maybe next year we can bring, hopefully, Katie's friend's boyfriend back as well for we're round gonna two. i we going
4: to make sure he brings two pairs of pants.
1: Ah, zing. Okay, so tonight we were back at the shed for program night, and what did we talk about?
0: Staying in constant
1: prayer. Solid. So let's do a little talk recap. We were talking about the parable of the unjust judge.
0: Tell me a little bit about that story. A woman was annoying a judge, and he eventually gave in to what she wanted. A woman was annoying a judge. Okay. A widow. Good,
1: Caleb. So a widow was coming to a judge with a (laughs) plea, right? Do you guys remember what the plea was?
0: Can you not? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it she felt she was wronged?
1: Yeah, I mean she was she was asking for justice against her adversary, right? Mm-hmm. So um, and she just kept coming back, and the judge said no, and then she came back, and the judge was like, "How about no?" And then <laughs> she comes back and back and back again. And eventually, he gives up. Him- yeah, he gives in, right? Um, and guys, let's be honest. This is one of those stories in the Bible that I kind of forget exists. Like, yeah. right? It's like one was like, "What? That's in the Bible?" Um, but the. The theme and truth of this week was don't stop praying. So how do you make that jump? So how does this story apply to our prayer lives? It
0: shows that persistence is key.
4: To me, it shows like if you continue to pray for something, God will eventually either not give in, but he's going to wait for his timing. So even because his timing is best, like I might want something to happen in my life, like, tomorrow, mm. and he's going to be like, nope, you got to wait four years. But he's mm-hmm. going to see my commitment to see if I'm continuously in prayer about mm-hmm. that situation.
1: Yeah. And moment of honesty, how how many minutes each day do you think you guys pray? Not
3: enough.
4: Probably ten. That's probably it in the day. Like,
1: three and a half minutes at every meal? Or are you guys, like, a pray before your meal kind of people?
4: If I'm with my mom, yes, because she forces it. But – I pray before I go into school because Mm. a lot of people test my patience. Mm. So I have to ask him for patience every morning. (laughs) And I normally pray before I go to bed because it's just like Mm -hmm. kind of like how I grew up. Like we always prayed as like a family before we go to bed. So now I pray by myself before I go to bed because I'm not like two anymore. and don't Mm -hmm. need my mommy guiding me through it. Does that make sense? Um, I I
3: used to pray before. I used to pray before every meal, but... Mm -hmm. Recently, I've been drifting off, and I need to. I need to get back going. I'm praying before every meal and before I go to sleep every night.
1: Caleb, how is the food gonna be nourished to your bodies if you don't keep praying over your meals? I'm totally kidding. I'm oh definitely. God, I, I, was definitely I was definitely. I was <laughs> definitely. Exactly. I was <laughs> definitely raised as a pray before every single meal kind of person. I remember as being as a kid, I'm like. Doesn't, doesn't God do anything besides bless food and give us <laughs> strength to our bodies? And, and that kind of helped transform my thinking surrounding prayer. Alex, Faith, what about you guys?
0: With my everyday life, it's kind of hard to, like, I'm one of those people I can't do it if I'm by myself. It It's weird if I don't do it with people I'm used to. I should say that. If, I, if you put me in a room with random strangers, it's more of... Putting me outside the box, and I don't like it. But praying for before my meal, I like doing it with my parents, and I do it by myself like uh, occasionally, cause most of the time we're just like not all home at the same time, so it's just kind of it's kind of hard.
4: I pray in the shower.
0: <laughs> Solid. No, I love it. Shower thoughts. Yes. yes.
4: <laughs> Some people <laughs> take a shower and then there's faith. She prays.
0: She's holier than
1: ours.
2: <laughs> it's when I have time, I guess. And um, it's when I think about stuff. But, um, And, like, since we're doing the 40-day prayer challenge, mm-hmm. I've been praying for my friends more than I normally do. Yeah. Awesome. So...
4: Kinda sucks because I do pray before I go to bed and I'm normally in bed by 8 o'clock like, and I'm asleep by 8.30.
0: Old lady. Thank you. (laughs) I know.
4: And then they had us like- It's past your bedtime. Exactly. I know. (laughs) And Riley wants to go to Walmart. Anyway, I set up, they had me set a timer or an alarm on my phone for 9pm and then I'll be asleep for like a half hour and then my phone goes off and I'm like, oh, gotta pray again. Here we go.
0: Update, it's 8.42 and she's still not in bed.
4: Thank you for that clarification, Alex.
1: See the problem I run into when I pray before bed is like it's like the end of a long day, you're tired, you're you've wrapped yourself really in deep. the sheets, and then you just fall asleep. You ever like never been there? Yeah, sometimes you'll so just like start praying, going through your list <laughs> of prayer I don't
2: really and then not pray out loud if I'm by myself. Right. Yeah, I don't pray out loud. I don't do it. No.
1: But I think we can all admit that sometimes prayer can be really hard. Agreed? Especially with voice cracks.
4: Oh, Kale or Alex.
1: <laughs> have you any of you guys prayed for something that you n- know was a really bad idea?
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Collective. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Did you know it was a bad idea when you're praying it, or after the fact?
4: Oh, I after.
3: I do. Oh, both. A yeah. Both. both. Yeah. I
1: think
4: after. I feel like it hit me really hard at the end that I should have just listened to my gut and everybody else telling me like you're wasting your time, get over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, no. I know what I'm doing, but, Mm. like, I really didn't know what I was doing.
1: Have you ever prayed for something that you didn't think was going to happen? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. So why did you pray for those things? Because
4: God's more powerful than anything, like, we can think of. So, like, if I have something that I can't handle myself, like, I can't really do much without him. So Mm. it's like, okay, if I pray about it, he will most likely help me with the situation.
1: Was it more desperation or was it more faith over unbelief?
4: It depended about, on the time, probably,
2: because yeah. if it's something that you really were wanting and you knew, probably, like if you, if it's something that was like less likely to happen, but not less likely to happen, because yeah. you're praying, but mm. like, like some then you probably prayed for it more than once, and if you prayed for it like one time faithfully and then another time like desperation mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: This question I relate to, I can only imagine by mercy me. Because it talks about how, um, it basically just talks about how like having Jesus in your life and seeing Jesus in your life can have unexplained effects. And it's just like, yeah, I don't, I want to pray and I don't know, I know it will be answered, but I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Do you guys ever feel like God is like annoyed or exhausted or disappointed When you pray, like, how do you feel that God feels about answering your prayer?
0: It depends because if you look at it from one angle, if you try to relate it to your parents and there's that thing you really want, and you're like, hey, can I have this? And they're like, no. Hey, can (laughs) I have this? No. And then you just keep asking. You get the same answer. And then eventually it gets to the point where they're like, well, now you're not not getting it. So but then it's the fact that mm. he made us a promise that he will always provide us with what we need to survive.
3: I, I agree with that, because that's that's how my, my mom was. Mm. Oh. I always, I'd always always ask and she'd always say no. And sometimes I feel like that's how God is sometimes when I pray.
4: <laughs> it amazes me the amount of kids that I used to go to school with. They just continue to ask their parents for something and their parents would just get annoyed and then they just give in. When my mom says no, no means no, and if you ask again, you're you're in trouble. It's a double no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really not getting it. And it's, so it's like, it was really hard for me when I was younger. Like, I'd pray for something once, and then I wouldn't get it. And I'm like, oh, no means no. But then I remind myself, mm. timing is everything.
2: I feel like sometimes I can think that he's disappointed or annoyed if I pray for something, like, after. Like, if if I did something wrong, and then... I pray or like, I don't know, like if I'm doing it after I'm out of desperation, like after something bad happens to me, if I'm only praying then, then I feel like like he could be disappointed or something, but he's not. But Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. (laughs) So you remember that part in the Bible where it says like, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, Mm -hmm. knock and the door will be open to you. Like God continues and Jesus continues to tell us to keep trying, keep praying, keep asking for good and perfect things. Um, so why do you think he does that?
2: Cause he wants to give us what we want. Like he wants to provide for us and make us happy, but, uh, and we want, he wants us to continue to seek him and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of it's like this growing <laughs> reliance on him, right? The more you ask someone a question or ask for something, something from someone, the more you're actually physically relying on them to provide for it. So do you guys believe that God wants to say yes? Yes. What does that mean, expand?
0: Again, this goes back to the parent analogy that was being used. It's They have a reason for saying no, even if that one thing, they say no. It's like they want you to have that, but there's a reason that, like, you're not going to get it. There's many different things, like, if it's almost close to Christmas, or you don't need it, you know, that's usually the main one, but, or you already have it. But with God, it's He wants to say yes, but you have to be, like, responsible enough in faith to have that like like if you pray to be wealthy someday or you pray to be wealthy next week your walmart trip for 50 dollars worth of soda candy and beef jerky is absolutely not going to show that you are ready for that
1: so god wants to give us good and perfect things right every good and perfect gift is from above and the father of lights james tells us that and i remember You remember in the Bible where it says like a father would never give his son a snake if he asked for Mm -hmm. bread or give him a rock if he asked for fish, right? So how much more, if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does God know how to give good gifts to him, right? Or give good gifts to us, right? And so God does know exactly what we need, right? Even more than we know what we need. Like maybe we're desperately praying for that relationship to survive. He
4: knows we need but it, but he
1: knows, we know right? It, maybe yeah. he knows that it needs to not, mm-hmm. and he's got something better for us. Or maybe it's a, maybe it's a no, maybe it's a yes, and maybe it's a not yet. He usually answers in those three ways, right? And you have to just trust that God knows what's, what's best, best and what's best for you, even if you don't know what's best for you, right? It's like when kids run into the road, and it's like, don't do that. Like, I know what's best for you, and it's not to run into the road. Um, the last thing I'll I'll leave out this is, a lot of times I mean raise your hand if sometimes you feel like you struggle they with can't prayer. Raise our hand. I can and then I can say everyone collectively raise their hands, um, <laughs> but praying is hard, right? Sometimes and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like you're such you're so good at praying, or other people you look at other people and you're like, oh my goodness, they're so good at praying, and I don't know how to pray. Um, but the Bible says that even when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us too. He intercedes. For us on our behalf. Um, So that's a really cool reminder to just continue to pray anyway, to continue to dig in and not give up and believing and having that faith. Um, So the last little bit of takeaway from each of you guys, what next step do you need to take to pray more about the things that
0: really, really matter? You need to dedicate more time to it Mm -hmm. and solitude and isolation. Just basically what Doug was talking about today when you pr- you just need to pray until Jesus reveals himself to you
3: mm-hmm. focus on more than focus on one thing to pray about not multiple things mm-hmm.
4: when i pray i think of it kind of like a conversation mm-hmm. like i might not like necessarily can you stop <laughs> Like I think of it as a conversation, like with God, and I always get my best answers from him. Do I always listen? No, but I always get my best answers from him. So I feel like if I get a better like conversation going, or like you know what I'm saying, like if I get it going more than once in the day, then I'll be good.
1: One thing, one next step that I like to take to help improve my prayer life is inviting God into everything. You mean? So you can literally invite God. While you're waiting in the cafeteria line, be like, "Huh, God, the line's really long today." Like, let's just, yeah, let's just. Why is it really long? And what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like, refocus my attention towards you. And so it's really cool. Just invite God into those different aspects of your life. Obviously, meals are a great time before bed or on your way to school, in the shower, wherever it might be, (laughs) (laughs) is a great, great option to just continue to pray more and more and more.
2: Um, maybe to. Uh, pray for things like that I'm really wanting when I think of it, not just, oh, I'll do it later. And um, to not set a time limit, like af- right after I'm done praying, I'm going to um, do my homework or whatever. Just like do it till, yeah, like yeah. Doug said, do it till you get an answer. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait to see how God answers in your prayers and works in your lives and elevates your prayer life. So, um, these have been such, such great answers and comments and well, we're going to close and we will see you guys next week for another episode of the homegrown remix podcast of Crossroads farm. See ya.
0: Crossroads farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.